Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to the Round 16 preview. We're going through Teamless Tuesday, looking at all the changes for all the games. We're getting to the business end of the season, nine rounds to go. Some critical injuries that we'll be talking about uh, in this podcast and potentially tomorrow when some scans come back for one Nathan Cleary, but the comp is really starting to open up here. The uh, the battle for the spoon is well and truly on. The battle for the eight is really between about 13 teams right now. And obviously at the top, you've got the the heavyweights that battling injury, battling suspensions, and we'll see who's the last man standing, but it's an interesting round here. A couple of huge blockbusters. So that's what we'll start. McDonald Jones Stadium. It's a weird stadium to host this game, but that's, you know, the COVID, COVID world we live in. The Sydney Roosters hosting the Melbourne Storm from Newcastle. For the Roosters, Sam Walker returns at halfback after two weeks with a shoulder injury. So Lachlan Lamb goes to six, Joy Manu back to the centres, and Joseph Swally back to the reserves. Satili Tupanua is back from a foot injury. That moves Fletcher Baker back to the bench. James Tedesco and Angus Crichton will both back up for Origin 2. An interesting note just for the Roosters here, Sam Verrill's back to the starting lineup. So semi Verrills now has a real chance before the finals to solidify that number nine jersey. For Melbourne, still no Ryan Pappenhausen reports. Round 20 is the target, but they do get some welcome returns here. Jesse Bromwich returns from an elbow injury. He will partner Christian Welch, who will back up from origin. Tui Kamakamika moves back to the bench, and Nelson Asafa Solomona has been suspended. Harry Green is out with his hamstring injury. So that does push the cheese back to the starting uh, hooker role, and Aaron Boone, uh, Aaron Booth, sorry, uh, is now on the bench. Kenny Bromwich is back uh, from a rib injury and he comes straight in for Tom Eisen, who's out with an elbow injury. So this is one of the games of the season. Um, these two teams, whenever they play recently, it has turned into a really, really good game. Earlier this year, uh, the Ryan Pappenhausen knocked down in the first couple of minute game. Sam Walker, you know, first big testing got really stifled. I think this will go differently. Um, it's a different Sam Walker to the one that uh, played him in that game. I think James Tedesco obviously coming off his main of the match performance. Joey Manu, whenever he does go to fullback or 5A, just gets a world of confidence about him. So he'll be looking to kind of exude himself onto this game. And you look at that forward pack. Again, some of these teams are really starting to get their best, uh, you know, lineups back in this thing. And you look at the Roosters one here. Hargreaves, Beryl, Stuckyaho, Crichton, Tupanua, Luai. It's just, it's one of the best ones they can put on the park. And obviously Victor Radley should be back from next week from his suspension. But the Roosters here full of confidence and. To me, you know, Sam Walker, you know, has been a bit of a flat track bully, you know, a lot of people target Mitch Moses. And obviously there's a huge age difference and, you know, performance. But I do think this might be a Sam Walker, you know, potential come out party here. He did uh, tear up in Newcastle last time. He was up there against the Newcastle Knights. Different different opposition. But, you know, I think, you know, familiar ground, you know, he's been in this side. He's had a good break. So that shoulder might rest up now. I think it will be full of running and ready to go in this game. So I expect a huge Sam Walker game. But well, they're obviously versing a Melbourne Storm team that is now really, and we'll talk about it with when we do get to the Panthers, they're probably the prohibitive favourite now, the, the Melbourne Storm. You know, it was always on that collision course, and it still may be, but even without Ryan Pappenhausen, they've been able to really, you know, he's probably he's played five games in 10 minutes, you know, and they've still been able to be the best team in the comp. Nico Hines has been a stud. Cameron Munster, going to be very interesting to see how he backs up here after a poor display of origin and really, you know, some of this um, niggling, kicking and kneeing is coming more in the spotlight. So I do expect Cameron to kind of have a couple of blinders. You know, they got the buy next week. So this is a real big chance after that huge shellacking they gave 
to the Tigers last week, this is a chance they can really put it on here. And Jerome Hughes will be able to be the perfect foil as always. The forward pack, again, strength to strength. This is the best forward pack they can put in the park. Obviously, Harry Grant not being there, but Brandon Smith has been in such great form. And on the bench, really, like Aaron Booth has played well when he's come in. Kamekamika has been an outstanding player. Chris Lewis does his job. And Aaron Penny has also been fantastic. So this Melbourne side, look, it's going to be a really, really good game in this one. Um, and to pick a winner, look, it's going to be tough, but you, you kind of have to go with Melbourne. Just the way Melbourne can really dictate, um, they can really choose when they want to come in and do a job. And I just think it's going to be absolutely huge for them to, um, you know, they're going to come in really early, try and get um, some dominant field position. And that's exactly what um, Melbourne wants to do. They'll try and assert themselves from the opening kickoff. And I think they will do that again. It's still going to be much closer than the last game. This one, I have got the Melbourne Storm winning 28 to 20. Uh, I think both teams will be able to, um, you know, score some points. Um, but yeah, the Melbourne Storm is just in that in that rich vein of form right now. Top super coach. Uh, look, looking at the park right here. Brandon Smith is pretty enticing, but I'm going to Nico Hines. Had a pretty quiet game last week. But I do think Nico will back up here. Um, you know, he's got that combinations that he's really been building. And I think, like I said, Hughes and Munster will be able to dictate a lot, but Nico Hines will be finishing a lot. In terms of a flop of who, you know, to stay away from this game, I think Lock on Lamb. Uh, again, Sam Walker's back. Tedesco's in some form. Manu will try and come and get the ball. I think Lock on Lamb will have a pretty quiet game. So if you have got uh, Lamb or you want to try and flick him, I think that's a good move this week. Moving on to the first Friday game from Central Coast Stadium. It's the New Zealand Warriors hosting the St. George Illawarra Dragons. For the Warriors, quite a few changes. So we've got Daniel Latins, Lesniak, and Chad Townsend have come straight into the side. Reese Walsh is out with a hamstring injury. And Chanel Harris beat out with his pec injury. Ewan Aiken and Josh Curran are missing the next two weeks due to being on a flight where uh, a crew member had COVID. So uh, they're out in uh, quarantine. So that moves Marcelo Motoya from wing to centre to replace Aiken, and Edward Cozy is the new face on the wing. Uh, Alicia Katoa moves into the starting lineup to replace Josh Curran. Wayne Egan returns from a head knock, so that moves just Jazz Davanga back to the bench. And uh, Bailey Sirinan will be, uh, he has been listed even though he did get a head knock. Bunty Foa and Kane Evans um, is also in the team there as well. For the Dragons, uh, Matt Dufty does return from his shoulder injury, so that moves. Tyrell Sloan out of the side altogether. Jack Bird moves from the back row into centres. Uh, and Gerald Bill moves to the wing to replace suspended Michaeli Ravalava. Uh, Jack Bird is replaced by Josh Kerr, who moves back into the starting lineup. Paul Vaughan will start a prop. Josh Maguire, Terrell Fuma, and Erbert back from suspension. They are on the bench. Tarek Sims, Ben Hunt, Andrew McCulloch all unscathed through Origin, and they have been named to play. A very interesting game. Again, I love the games in the rounds where it's a real 50-50. You're not going to show what's happened. I think this game has the real potential to do that. I think Roger Tuvasashek being back at the one jersey always is interesting. Having Chad Townsend, I think, is going to be a huge, huge upgrade. I've been really high. I was high on Chanel harris Vida to start the season, but this hasn't really kicked on like I thought he would. He did get the, the foot injury and never really have been able to come back from it. Um, but I think Chad just gives them a level of stability that um, they just haven't really had all season. And, you know, Tuvasashek and Chad... I think it'll be a really nice combination. There'll be a lot of organizing and touching the ball, and that leaves Cody to do what he does. Cody loves to, you know, move around the ball, and when he wants to pick his spots, he can pick his spots, and I think he'll be able to do that. The four-pack is, again, it's one of these more intimidating four-packs when you just got a lot of size. You've got Fanil Blake and Evans up front with Egan, and then Katoa, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Toe Harris in the back row. I really, really like the, 
to match up against this Dragons team. We'll move over to the Dragons now. Very interesting that uh, Sloan has been moved outside altogether. You know, Matt Dufty, by all reports, is not there next season. So I thought possibly they could have maybe dropped a Corey Norman and moved Dufty into the six um, and, you know, had Sloan at the back there, but doesn't even crack the side. No Zach Lomax as well. Very interesting thought. Finally, he'd be back from his thumb injury. So Braden Williami retains his spot for another week. And you look at that, the four pack for the Dragons. It's um, it's a lot more skilly uh, than the the size of the Warriors. You got obviously Jack DeBellin at lock, Tarek Sims and Josh Kerr uh, on the on the edge there, and Blake Laurie and Paul Vaughan. I just think you know it's, it's going to be a good battle. You know, got some size, got some skill. To me, I think the Warriors will get this one done. Uh, I just think, like I said, two of us checking. I think Chad Townsend. A lot of people are sleeping on what a pickup he is uh, for the rest of the season. I think the Warriors can really make a push to the finals here with a with a Chad Townsend uh, propelling along, you know, two of us check when Reese Walsh comes back in. In this game, I do see RTS being the top try scorer. Oh, sorry, the top point scorer in Supercoach. I just think, like I said, he's going to have a tremendous, uh, a lot of amount of room having uh, Nick Arima and Townsend as his halves. He'll be able to really, you know, dictate when he comes in and takes the runs, but also he'll get the ball very early on to do what he wants to do there. From a flop perspective, look, uh, it's not so much of a flopper. He will have a big comeback down. I think Ben Hunt scored a century last week. I think he will uh, come back down a little bit. So I think a sub-50 score from Ben Hunt. I think a lot of people will try and captain him, or at least vice-captain in this uh, matchup, but I probably would steer, steer clear there. From a score one perspective, look, I think there will be some points on offer here. I'll go 32 to 22 to the Warriors. Again, I just think the Dragons have shown a couple of times this season they can be a bit leaky and... This Warriors team has a little bit of puncher across the park. So we'll go the Warriors uh, winning there at home. On to the, the next blockbuster for the round from Blue Bet Stadium at Penrith in the Friday night showdown. The Panthers hosting the Parramatta Eels. The Panthers, huge changes. Nathan Cleary will miss the match due to a shoulder injury suffered in Origin 2. Talk about that in a bit. Jerome Luai moves into halfback. Matt Byrne moves from the centres to 5'8". Tyra May moves into the centres. Charlie Staines is also out. Sorry, Dylan Edwards is also out. So Charlie Staines moves to fullback. Brett Naden moves on to the wing to replace Staines. Viliama Hikawa returns from a hamstring injury. So that moves Liam Martin back to the bench. Spencer Lanou to the reserves. Brian To'o, Isaiah Yeo, Kirk Capel all be named to back up with Luai. For Parramatta, Marcus Siva returns from suspension. So that means Sean Russell makes way. The other changes are Nathaniel Roach and Keegan Hipgrave have been dropped from the bench. So Oregon Kafusi, Bryce Kyright are coming back. And Reed Marnie is also out another week here, so he'll be back after the bye. So there's no way to start here but the Nathan Cleary injury. As of this recording, it's unclear of how serious it is. He's going to have scans uh, on Wednesday, uh, and that will determine it. You know, when it first came out, it was a it was a chance for this week, one to three weeks at most. Then it went to three to six, and now there's talks it could be season ending. So it's going to be very interesting. He suffered, suffered that shoulder separation 10 minutes into origin. So very brave to battle on, but if you're the Panthers, what a cruel, cruel blow. You started the season on this incredible winning streak. You were easily one of the top two teams in the comp, and it was pretty much penciled in for the grand final. You know, you, you're you doing so well during the season, and you get rewarded by having all these representative players in your team. But unfortunately, the biggest guy um, gets the injury here. So hopefully, hopefully the scans come back, and it's just a couple of weeks. You know, it does make a bit of sense to have a bit of rest now, obviously, playing this week, got the bye next week. They can really, you know, rest him similar to Pappenhaus and give him up to the round 20 if it's not too bad and, you know, make that finals run. But if it is season ending and we'll do a, we'll do an emergency pot if that is the case once we kind of find out the results to clear injury because similar to Luke Keary, 
early in the season, it could be a huge, huge title turning injury. So big one there. Dylan Edwards also Dylan Edwards also being out is huge. Charlie Staines, very interesting that they moved him to fullback instead of Stephen Crichton. You know, Crichton did fill in a couple of games already this season, but Charlie Staines, who from all reports in the juniors, was a fullback by trade. So interesting to see what happens there. Brent Naden coming in. Good to see you making the side. And obviously Tyra May has played some center before. So this Panther side is still very, very good, even though they've got those two players out. You know, that four-pack is still a beast. Getting kick out back is huge, especially in this matchup. But looking over the Parramatta side, again, you got Marcus Eva back now. So whoever he lines up against the Nate and all the Toto side, it's going to be a very interesting battle. We'll see what happens there. Hayes Dunster, surprisingly, still retains his spot. So still no Blake Ferguson, which is, you know, he's off he's off contract for next season. It's going to be very... I, you know, if he's not making the side now and they're giving Hayes this run, obviously they want to see what they got in the young lad before, um, you know, moving him on and, you know, bringing back the veteran. So it's going to be very interesting there. The forward pack, you know, still no Reed Money, but it's full strength. You know, got your Neil Corey, Lane, Kafusi, and Kara off the bench. To me, this is all about Mitch Moses. Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown in the halves here. Clint's going to do his thing at the back. We all know that. These Parramatta halves really need to step up against a real big quality opposition and have a huge game. And, you know, even though there's no uh, Nathan Cleary and Dylan Edwards here, this is, I keep referring back to it last season, this was the place where Parramatta's season kind of really, it was on the rocks and it just got tipped over and hit the iceberg last season. We went into Penrith and got absolutely decimated. And look, it's that same forward pack there. Um, that's going to do the job. So they got to really muscle up and it's going to be up to Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown to, you know, not just resort to one up, one up, one up and kick deep. You know, they've got to get tricky. They've got to get the ball in the hands early. A couple of early hoops, try and, try and find Crichton and May out wide, you know, Naden rushing in. These are all the things you want to do, you know, maybe Staines is in position correctly at the back, a couple of 40-20 chances. These are what Paramount is going to need to do because this is a huge, huge game. If they can knock off the Panthers here, it can, do, it can go a long way to wrapping up the top four spot and obviously getting two cracks of the apple um, in the finals. But also it can really rattle this Panthers team, you know. If, if the Cleary injury is what we think it is, and, you know, this might be the best full-strength side that the Panthers can throw out and they lose to a primary side without a Reed Marnie, it's going to be a huge, huge battle. So to me, this is a very, very interesting game. I still think the Panthers will take it at home. Still have some quality players, Luai, and Burton in the halves, you know, really keen to see them two together. Obviously, Staines at the back is also very interesting to see what he can do in the first grade. And just the battle of the four packs. Very, very intrigued to see, you know, in terms of the the interchange benches. Look, I don't think too much about the battle there. Uh, normally, some, one of the benches is a lot more better than the other and, you know, can dictate a game. But I think that cancels each other out. Uh, so it's going to be all up to the halves, in my opinion. And it's going to be... You know, the forwards leading the way and the halves obviously coming off the back of it. So I do have the Panthers winning here. I do think it'll be a pretty close game. Scoreline 24 to 16 to the Penrith Panthers from a top super coach score. Look, it's a it's a absolute risk to say it, but I do think Charlie Staines, uh, again, I'm just really intrigued to see my fullback. You know, he could be very quiet and they might even do a switch to Crichton on game day. If that is the case, then I would go uh, Jerome Luai if I was... An owner of Lua, I think the captaincy was a good option this week. From a flop perspective this week, of who I think, you know, might go pretty quiet compared to what we think. A couple of options here. Um, I'm actually going to go for the winning side. I will go for Appy Coruscant. Um, Just hasn't really kicked on. A lot of people did pick him, you know, as the third hooker in their fantasy comps. Just hasn't really kicked on this year. And, you know, having Mitch Kenny on the bench, 
he might come in and play a lock role, but it won't surprise me if they're trying to really manage Appy through the season. So I think a sub 40 score for Appy is a real possibility here. But again, probably the game in the matchup. Obviously, my team is in it, so I'll be watching in, invested heavily. But again, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Moving on to the first Saturday game, it's the Canary Banks down Bulldogs hosting the Manly Seagulls from Bankwest Stadium. For the Bulldogs, some changes. Corey Allen returns to the wing. Uh, that makes a couple of changes. So do you kind of just want to read through the, the back line at least because that's where all the changes are. So Nick Meany's at fullback. Corey Allen and Tui Katoa are on the wings. Wuho Pawadi and Fala Kiki Kiko Manu is the other centre. Kyle Flanagan comes in for Brandon Wakeham, who is uh, in part of a COVID breach. So we've actually got Dylan Arpa, Brandon Wakeham, Aaron Shop, Corey Woodall, and Sione Katoa are all under the COVID bubble because they went to a, a pub on the Eastern uh, Eastern Sydney on the weekend. So very, very interesting. They've also got some other changes. Jackson Topany comes in for Adam Elliott, who is uh, injured with the cheekbone. On the bench, you've got Bailey, Biondi, Odo, and you've got Joe Simpson who come in with Christian Patolo. So a lot of changes there for um, COVID-related and injury-related. So it's a pretty much a makeshift uh, Bulldogs pack, and they're coming up against the Manly Seagulls. And for the Seagulls, the biggest news is obviously Tom Turbo is backing up with Daly Cherry Evans. So they're picking the same 17 as last week, and that is a huge, huge um, benefit, especially when you see you know this Bulldog side with all the changes. So quickly talking through this one, not much to really say. Going to be an absolute bloodbath, in my opinion. Um, this Bulldog, I do like Barrett giving a lot of these young guys some minutes here to see what he's got. I think, you know, in, in we all kind of knew this was going to be a stopping zone season for them. So not really not really minding if they do go out there and get a bit of a cricket score put on them. You know, Tom Turbo, Ruben Garrick, Foran and Evans, you know, these guys are just in such great form in that four-pack. So they're going to do their thing, you know, put it out there right now. Turbo for top top point scorer if you've got garrick if you don't have turbo captain him as well you know basically captain anyone who is you know in an attacking sense for the manly seagulls this week i think that's without saying from a from a bulldog side you know it's gonna be very interesting it's a pretty pretty tough situation for kyle flanagan um Lachlan lewis is on the reserve so if flanagan has a bad game don't don't be too surprised that hook comes straight in uh for kyle flanagan obviously on the outer at the club if i'm looking for a flop score Look, it'd be pretty easy to go for someone in that Bulldog side. Mongo, well, let's go one from the Manly side just to kind of make it interesting. Look, you know, Carl Lawton. I'm going to go Carl Lawton. You know, a lot of buzz about him and, you know, holding down that spot in the duel. Look, probably a sub-35 score. I think, you know, it's, it's going to be the outside backs doing the damage. And I think Carl might get a couple of spells here and there, depending on the, how the game is going. So don't expect a huge game from Carl. But if you want to do, if you want to pick a Bulldog, uh, look, there's endless choices, but if you want to go one, I guess my boy Flanner, who I do love, and I think he is a bit, obviously, um, he's just been thrown in so many positions where, you know, I thought he did a good job for the Sharks, obviously got the deal with the Roosters. I thought he played really well for the Roosters. Came in at the start of the season. I thought it was one of the better ones for the Bulldogs. Obviously got turfed, and now he's come in for his first game back, and he's versing the Red Hot Seagulls, who are unchanged and full of confidence. So, Look, go figure. It's going to be very interesting to see how he goes. Hopefully he does play well, but don't have much hope here. From a scoreline perspective, look, this could be anything. 48 to 6, let's call it. I think the Dogs will cross over for a try, but Manly's just going to be really, really good here and um, do, do the damage. But if you're a Bulldogs fan, again, don't let the cricket score uh, deceive you. you know? this, is, this is the time where you know 
Hetherington plays playing some good footy. Marshall King's come back and played great footy. Luke Thompson's obviously been outstanding. Jackson Torpenny, Matt Dury as a as an edge combination. Don't mind it at all. We really want to see it. And obviously, some of these outside backs, you know, we've seen Tui Katoli this year come and do a job. Corey Allen's now back. Hopefully, get some footy under him. So, these are all the things that we think, um, you know, it could be a cricket score. But if it stays close, you know, that'll be good for the Bulldogs. But I think, yeah, it might be a bit of a riot. Moving to the second game on Saturday, it's the Canberra Raiders hosting the Gold Coast Titans from GIO Stadium. For the Raiders, Jared Croker returns from a knee injury, first time since round seven. So that unfortunately pushes Matt Tomoko to extend the uh, reserves, which we'll talk about in a bit. The only other change is Ryan Sutton being named at lock and Sia Soliola being named on the bench. But again, that was a pregame swap from last week. So Josh Papali'i and Jack Wyden are both backing up from our origin. For the Titans, uh, AJ Brimson returns from injury. So that moves uh, Jaden Campbell back to the reserves. Bill Corey Thompson, who is back from injury. So that pushes Greg Marzu out back to the reserves. So two very good young players pushing back to the reserves there. Kevin Proxer returns from a one-game suspension, so that moves Sam Stone to, uh, from the uh, second row to the extended bench. We've also got Bo Firma and Sam Lasone, who are back on the bench, and uh, that moves Jai Whitbread out of the 21. David Vida, Tino Fasoma Falawi. Sorry, i got to say that again. That, that was terrible. Tino Fasoma Amalawi and Mawaki Fodawaka are all backing up. So on this one, look, it's an interesting battle. Um, two teams of Canberra, Faders, and the Gold Coast Pretenders, as me and Nom like to say on this podcast. But this is a real chance for one of these guys to make a bit of a statement win here. Um, you know, the Canberra Raiders, very interesting that Jack White, uh, sorry, that Jared Kruger is back at the expense of Matt Tomoko. We saw what the young man did. I thought, if anything, they were maybe going to try and push him to the wing and maybe drop Valame. But for whatever reason, Matt Tomoko will have to bide his time a little bit more. And if I'm another club, I am getting on the horn straight away to try and get him from this club because really he is just one of those guys that makes an impact. And you've seen it when he was out there, you know, he was really able to, um, you know, put his imprints on the game and that's exactly what you want. So I'm very surprised that they didn't pick him. If you got him in a fantasy league, obviously very tough situation now to do with him, but yeah, I thought he was a really good uh, player and didn't do any chances any harm, but you know, Jared Kroker, he is that club legend, and they I think they will never drop Jared Kroker, unfortunately. They'll let him play out, and, you know, however that happens, that will happen. Um, but let's see what happens, because an interesting matchup this week with, uh, you know, Corey Thompson coming back, AJ Brinson coming back. This is now very close to nearly a full-string side for the Titans here, so it's going to be very interesting. From, from the Raiders' side, I think Jack Wyden is in for a huge game. He is my top super coach score. I think Jack is really going to come out now and, you know, especially now that Nathan Cleary, that this is his chance to really solidify a spot for origin. I think he's due. I think he can really come in there, especially in the six jersey next to Luai at seven. I like it. I like it if I'm a New South Wales fan. So, you know, I think anyone in this, I think this isn't going to be close, to be honest. This is probably my one bold prediction of the week. I don't, a lot of people, this might be a 50-50 game. Uh, I think the Raiders might actually put a bit of a score on here and show a bit of dominance. And, if I am Ricky Stewart, I'm expecting this because, you know, you've like I said, you've got nearly a full-strength pack. You're starting to get some real combinations of who's playing where and who's playing with who. This is a chance to really come out here and put the foot on the throat and try and get a job done here. So, got the Raiders from the Titans side, but, you know, they've got the four-pack to match it, obviously, with Fafita, Tino, Wallace. But again, is Ash Taylor going to provide enough coverage and help to Jamal Fogarty? Is AJ Brimson going to be back full-strength and really try and push his claim for an origin spot. 
these are all it's going to be an interesting battle but i do have the canberra raiders winning here it's gonna be a close one uh in terms of a score i don't think it's gonna be high scoring i should say but i think it will be a low uh uh, pretty low scoring, but pretty much a blowout. I'm going to go 22 to four. And yes, Ty's only getting one try. Um, a, a sneaky Corey Thompson try, but I do think Canberra just, you know, I'm looking at this side and defensively, especially, they've got a real chance here. You know, that Dragons game was a very, very big letdown because they were really dominating that game and they were really controlling it well. So I do think Canberra, if they can get out to a lead, obviously they are the faders for a reason, but if they can come out here and really try and solidify their spot here, they can make a run. You, you you look at the ladder right now, and we'll talk about that before we go today. When you look at the ladder, Canberra is that one team where if I am someone in that, like, you know, fifth place and, they, and Canberra can sneak into the eight, I don't want to see them. Like, you know, right now that would be the Roosters. Roosters, Canberra in the first round. I don't want that if I'm the Roosters. So we'll talk about it at the end of the podcast again, some of the potential matchups. But, yeah, I think this is Canberra's real big chance here to – um to make a bit of a move from a flop perspective, obviously why in the top flop will go Ash Taylor again. I just, I think they've, they've getting very close now to making a change and um, just try and go a different direction, you know, give one of the young guys a crack because again, I just think it's, it's getting to the time now where we kind of need to see the best team for this little run home here. Next up on the docket, last game on Saturday, it's the Newcastle Knights hosting the North Queensland Cowboys for Newcastle, a welcome return. Caelan Ponga has been named for uh, you know return from his groin injury. So that moves Kurt Mann from fullback to the centres. That moves Brody Jones back to the interchange and Jack Johns to the reserves. Daniel Saifidi is backing up from origin. For the Cowboys, uh, Todd Payton is sticking with the same 17 that lost to Cronulla last week. So that means Val Holmes, Kyle Felt and Francis Molo have all been named to back up from origin. So the shortest changes to the team list, not many even this one, and the Jake Clifford revenge game uh, at, at McDonald Jones Stadium. It's a real big chance here for Newcastle to kind of right this ship uh, that's been kind of not sinking. It's not on life support, but look, they're 12th. Um, this right around where the Raiders are right now in that battle. Um, this is a real get right game. I'm going to say right now, this is probably my pick of the round. I think Newcastle should be certain he's up there. Again, you've got Caelan Ponga, you got Mitch Pierce, you got Clifford. You know, you're, you're getting basically your your best spine is now in this team. You know, you got some good strikeout wide. You got Dom Young, Heimel Hunt's there. You know, the the forwards are still there. You got you'll have Clemmer and Watson coming off the bench to try and make a bit of impact. This is this should be a wrap for Newcastle. They are going to make a bit of a push towards the end of the season here. It starts right here for the Cowboys. They can keep it close, but Tom Deaton, Scott Drinkwater, uh, and Valentine Holmes are trying to form that combination. Obviously, they're still, still rolling with the Reese Robson, Jake Granville tandem, and Jake Granville did resign uh, during last week, so that's going to be going nowhere. The forward pack is still what it is. Cohen Hess, Jordan McLean, Wright, Dunn, and Lolo. So, look, I think Todd Payne's trying to get some consistency in this lineup, try and form some partnerships. But, again, Newcastle here should be should be certain. He's in, again, it's... Not lose or leave town in round 16, but it's getting very, very close for Newcastle. They can't lose too many games, especially to the teams around them on the ladder. So Newcastle in this one might be a bit of a score, 34 to 10. Kalen Ponger, obviously, for a top if you've got him in Supercoach, bang, slap it on him straight away this week. I have no problems with that. From a flop, look, I'm going to go just because of the competition that he did face at Origin and 
the hype that he might be, you know, someone's captain this week. I think Val Holmes might be a bit of a stay away this week only because, again, had a very, very bruising origin match. Um, and, yeah, against uh, this Newcastle side that should fire. And if they don't fire, then, like I said, maybe we're getting very close to running running a bit of a line through them. But this should be, like I said, a very fun game to watch. I will be definitely tuning in, as I think everyone will be, to every game this week with everything going on. But, yeah, a real battle. Uh, it can be what lost early. I think if Cowboys get the head down, and, you know, leak a couple of early tries. I think Newcastle can go on with it. I think Kalen has shown he's a bit of a front runner and can really get the score going with Mitch Pierce. Uh, but, you know, if Cowboys are able to jump out to an early lead, uh, they might be able to be a bit hard to rein in. So Newcastle on this one. Moving on to the second last game, first one on Sunday, Brisbane Broncos hosting the Cronulla Sharks from Suncorp. For Brisbane, Katoni Staggs is finally back from his ACL injury. So that moves Jesse Arses to the interchange bench. Jermaine Osako and Xavier uh, and Corey Oates are on the wing for Xavier Coates and Selwyn Cobo. Tavita Pinkai Jr. is suspended, so TC Rabati is in the second row. Tom Flegger goes from the interchange bench to lock, and John Asiata has been replaced by his man Keenan Palacia. Brody Croft is the, the new man coming in uh, to the half. So once again, gets a crack. Carmichael Hunt did tear a quad at training, so he is out. So he'll partner Tyson Gamble in the halves there. The same 17 that took on the Cowboys last week for the Sharks have been retained. So Hannah Newelli is in the starting in the interchange bench, replacing Andrew Fafita, who drops out. The only other change is Horoti is on the extendeds, who replaces Chad Townsend, who is obviously with the Warriors this week. Another certainty this week, I think if you've got uh, the Sharks, any type of Sharks in Supercoach, I think you load up. If you want to look for a couple of, you know, cheeky bets, Look, I don't think there's, if you play this game 10 times, I don't think Sharks win all 10. I think there is, you know, a bit of an upset potential with the Broncos at home. Katoni Staggs coming back doing Katoni Staggs things. Brody Croft coming in for a game and looking like the player that the Broncos signed. TC Rabadi, very interested to see him getting a job in the second row. If he's available, you know, in a fantasy league, I think a huge, huge pickup this week. Um, Yeah, that, that's as much I can say from a Broncos side, I think. They've got a puncher's chance. And I think, like I said, if they can really come out and jump them early, I think that's what they've got to do. I think Lodge, Haas, Rabati, and Flegler have got to just come out, overwhelm them. I think Katoni Staggs, Hesse New, Jermaine Asako, the damaging ball runners, hands on the ball nice and early. Gamble and Croft, get it out wide. I think this has just got to be, they can't really warm into this game. I think by, you know, that eighth to 10th minute, Brisbane need to be on the attack with a try under the belt and really trying to put the Sharks on the back foot. That's the only way I can see the Broncos winning this because when you go to the other side, this Sharks team that's won four in a row, look, you could look at it as a deceiving four in a row. I don't, I don't, I'm not very confident they are as good as they're looking right now, but this is the week where they should really be putting a score on. Straight away, you've got Will Kennedy. I think this is the man to captain this week. I think he'll have his footprints all over this one. From a flop perspective, again, if you're going from a Sharks, I think Matt Moylan won't go as good as everyone think he may. But you're going from a Broncos side. Oof, there's a couple of options here, but I might go Turpin. I think uh, it's pretty interesting now that Corey Pakes is on the on the interchange bench and Jesse Arthur's as well. They're two non-forwards on the bench that could spell Jake Turpin getting a big rest and a spell. How does get? How does this game go? Look, I do think the Sharks do win it pretty comfortably. I'll go 32 to 12. Uh, like I said, it's all about the start here. I think if the Broncos can try and jump early. 
and not play, you know, that one-out football that they do get accustomed to under Kepi. I do, they do try and win a forward battle and earn the right to go wide. A lot of a lot of people do say you've got to earn the right to go through the middle, then you can go out wide. But to me, in this game, you've got to go attack. You know, it's not this forward pack for the for the Sharks is a good forward pack. They can muscle up with you. And when you look at the outside backs, it's it's a no contest to the Sharks. So you've just got to really jump them. And you know, I'm I'm not the biggest Brody Croft fan. I think everyone knows that who listens to this podcast, but he can really come out here with Tyson Gamble. I think that combination it intrigues me. It intrigues me just just from the sense that. Tyson Gamble can be the vocal one. Brody Croft can just get a bit of a running game in. Exactly like how they wanted Croft and Dearden to work. I think just the one problem was they both weren't the vocal one. They were both the runny one. And I think Gamble has shown since he's been in first grade, he can be the one to kind of get the troops around where they need to go and do the job. So I think definitely going to go for a better game from Croft. Again, a puncher's chance, but we'll go the Sharks in this one. Last game of the round from Leichhardt Ovals, the West Tigers hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Very, very interesting. After the huge, huge shellacking that Melbourne did give them, Mark McGuire has only gone for three changes. A fourth change, Adam Dewey returns to the side in place of Tommy Tiller, who drops out of the squad. Alex Safar moves to the starting pack. So he will um, move Joe Offen and Gowie back to the reserve to the interchange bench. And Thomas McKayley moves back onto the bench in place of Tonamone, who moves to the reserves. For the Rabbitohs, Benji Marshall returns to the 14 jersey. So that means Blake. Taffy back to the reserves. Hame Sele is promoted to the uh, starting prop position. That moves Liam, Liam Knight back to the bench as Tavita Tola is out with a knee injury. All five of the Origin players, so Latrell, Gags, Demian Cook, Joy Arrow, and Kia Murray are all named to play. So when you talk about seasons being on the line and potential, you know, where am I going to be next season? This has all the makings of it, really, I think, to me. This is going to be the last stand for the for the West Tigers. You know, you got absolutely beaten up by the Melbourne Storm last week. And I think the Rabbits, you know, if they get really put on by the Rabbits here, then it's going to be very, very interesting to see where does this team go? Because the fact that they've only made the three changes this week is pretty outstanding. I, I did talk to the guys a couple of times and I did think that, you know, if Madge put in the reserve grade side, then I wouldn't have been really, you know, critical. To me, the biggest one that I'm just so, so shocked is that Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks is still there. Uh, Jock Madden, I thought, was a certainty this week, um, but not not to be. And it's very, very, very interesting that, you know, after a performance like that where the leadership wasn't there and there was no one really talking under the sticks and, you know, your halfback wasn't really getting getting the, the job done, I thought they would have gone for the for the young man um, and just got drop in there and see see what happens next to an experienced guy like Moses Zembai. But not to be. So he hasn't pushed the panic button yet, uh, Magic Maguire. I think he's very close. I think if they get towed up here by the Rabbits, this Rabbit side has got a couple of injuries. They've got some guys backing up from Origin. Then to me, this is going to be, you know, the, the the coming weeks, you know, they've got the buy in round 17. The round 18 team could be anything if they really get a score put on because I think Madge, you know, he's got to know that if they finish near the bottom of the ladder, like if they finish 14th and right around the Bulldogs and the Broncos, then he may not be coming back next season. The reports are there's been no talk of removing him, but at this stage, it's got to be right. There's got to be some some under, under the table things to just really work out what's gone wrong here, you know. Looking at this team, it's not a bad team, but they're just getting towed up far too consistently this season. 
you know, they're, they're probably one of the better games of the season this year was against the Rabbits early in the year when it went to Golden Point in that crazy game where Tom Burgers signed the ball over and Luke Brooks already scored when the knock on. That was a great game this season. So hopefully the Tigers can bounce back and get a bit of form like that. But looking at that Rabbit side, Cody Walker now all of a sudden, huge chance for Origin. So I expect a big game from him. Adam Reynolds is also coming into contention now because of the halfback. Latrell had an outstanding game. Gay guy will be trying to come back after, you know, a disappointing origin. Johnson and Campbell Graham have been in great form. And that four pack, you know, Nichols and Sele as the front row. It doesn't look great on paper, but they've been playing some outstanding footy. In the back row of Kulamatungi, Arrow and Murray is one of the best in the comp. So this has got Rabbits written all over it. Another big score, 40 to 10. Got the Rabbits here. A top scorer here. I think he's just going to keep going strength to strength. Cody Walker is going to have a blinder here. From a flop perspective, going to give it to Dan Laurie. Again, just a young man who I, I thought would get a break, especially with the round 17 buy. I thought they would really, you know, they could have moved Dewey to fullback in this game after he returned from the injury. Given Laurie rest, they could have said, you know, it was just, you know, some some tightness somewhere and they just wanted to give him the break. They could have said, look, he's a young guy and similar to the Sam Walker and get him through the season. I really thought they were going to give him the break, but obviously not to be. Madge is really trying to see what he's got here. So I just think that this is going to be a bit of a, a bit of a blowout in the end. And it's going to be very interesting to see, like I said, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens in the next many weeks because that buy comes out at a very opportunistic time for the Tigers to do something, whether that's a coaching change, whether that's some assistance, whether that's the players. A lot of things can happen in this next week and a lot will go to how this game does uh, obviously happen. So that's all our games, guys. Let's quickly talk about the ladder before we go. Like I said, we'll be back later this week. Did record some pods with Nom over COVID Saturday. So I'll release those over over the week. Um, and we'll be waiting for Nathan Cleary. That will be an emergency pod um, just to kind of talk about. Because again, I did talk earlier this year when Cleary, Cleary got injured for the Roosters. There's about five to six injuries this year that can really derail the competition and change the, the entire layout. And this is one of them. Make no mistake about it, this is one of them. Um, he They're right now second to win the comp. They're second favourites to win the comp. If Cleary is out for the season, expect that to balloon out. I think Melbourne at 275 right now, Rabbits at 650, Eels at 10, Roosters at 15, Manly at 15. All those are tremendous value right now because they will all bump up once. If Cleary is ruled out for the season, and to me, the, the best bets right now is obviously Melbourne at 275, but also Roosters are mainly $15. If, the, if we're now saying that on a neutral site, the grand final is Melbourne versus Manly, and it's a fit turbo, and it's a fit Tedesco, anything can happen. I'm just putting that out there. there there's some long odds. So just a bit of futures. But again, we'll be back to dissect all of that once we get those news or those scans from Cleary that should be happening on Wednesday. Quickly to the ladder. So obviously the battle for the minor premiership is now up in the air. There's 26 all right now. Storm Panthers, I think Storm will get that. Eels and Rabbits, three and four on 24. They're pretty safe. They would need to have a pretty big collapse for someone to kind of overtake them there. So I think they're pretty set. Then you look at five to eight. Here's here's where we get a bit of a run. So Roosters on 20 should be safe for the for the eight, and they should try and keep pushing for a top four spot or the locking fifth. Mainly on in sixth place on 18 points. And here's the log jam. So from the Dragons, 14 Sharks, 14, that's seven and eight. Cowboys, 14, they're at ninth. Then on 12, you've got the Raiders, the Warriors, and the Knights. And I think 
the Raiders, Warriors, and the Knights are all better than the Dragons, the Sharks, and the Cowboys. You got the Titans and the Tigers on 10. And obviously, on 6, you got the Dogs and you got the Broncos. So what I'm trying to say here is just when I go through these game-to-games and we go through the previews and the reviews, the, the makeup of the top six, I think, is pretty set. There's always been a top six this year, and I think it's been pretty locked in. The only change from the start of the season is we expected the Raiders to be there instead of Manly. So the six, we're happy with. From seven to seven to 12, let's kind of say the bottom three are the Titans, the Tigers, the Dogs, and the Broncos. Let's let them battle for the spoon. In terms of the seven to 12, like I said, if you flip those six teams right now, I actually think that might be the better six. I think the Raiders, the Knights, and the Warriors can go on just as better for the run than the Dragons, the Sharks, and the Cowboys. And that is going to be absolutely huge. The Sharks have a great run coming up. Dragons have an okay run coming up. It's just going to be very, very interesting. And these teams are going to verse each other a couple of times here and there. And again, it's going to be such, such a fascinating battle. We start this week, obviously, Dragons, Warriors. We've got Cowboys, Knights. We got Sharks, Broncos, we got Raiders, Titans. All the bottom teams are kind of fighting amongst each other here. And there'll be a very clear picture next, uh, as of Sunday night, to see where this comp is going because it's going to be very, very interesting to see the makeup of the eight at the end of each round. Because again, it'll keep topping and changing, but you can't drop too many more, especially if you're, you know, the Raiders, the Warriors, and the Knights, and you're already a game behind. You've got to make up those games. That will do it for the round 16 uh, preview, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, we'll be back later with a couple of extra pods and we'll be in, as soon as we do hear noise on Nathan Cleary, we'll bring that to you straight away with a bit of analysis there. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.